All right. Uh, good afternoon. Thanks for joining us here. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having us. How's your dance experience been? We're covering remotely, so maybe you could uh, set the scene for us. Sure. I mean, it's our first time here, so uh, everything's really new. Um, it was incredibly busy the first or the, the weekend, the first weekend we were here. Hmm. Uh, lots of vacuum cleaning going <laughs> on at the moment. Um, but uh, but no, it, it, it's been great. I mean, uh, this is the first time I've been to Park City during these festivals and um, it's a little chaotic, a little hard to communicate with people because there's no cell signal um, or they're always jammed. But uh, the, the movies here at Flamdance have been fascinating and wonderful and uh, meeting the people here is always always great. So it's been it's been great. We sold out our, our first screening. Um, we had Will in attendance for the Q&A, which went really well and we were a little nervous about, but um, it went really well. And um, yeah, I can't complain. I've been having a blast. You were a bit nervous about it. Did anything come out of those questions? It was all it was all fine. I mean, the, the one thing that we were nervous about um, was Will being asked too many questions about his father. Yeah, of course. Um, he did not want to talk about his dad at all. Uh, it's actually become something that has made him more and more nervous now that the reality that the film is out there. Um, he's He just does not want any communication or contact with his father and um, you know, the, the opportunity that this might reach his father is starting to hit him. But yeah, it was fine. And he also got a little drunk beforehand, so we got a little nervous about that. Well, you might need to in this situation. <laughs> um, I I feel like the film yeah, does yeah. give a lot of uh, a lot of disclosure into his life and everything that's happening around this very strange event. Uh, maybe you could give a little pitch just for our readers that don't necessarily know what the film's about yet. Sure. Um, so The Penny Black is a movie about the estranged son of a con man who's given a mysterious million-dollar stamp collection from a neighbor he doesn't know very well. Uh, and he spends the next five years trying to answer the questions of where did these stamps come from, where did my neighbor go, and why did he give them to me? All of that um, with the kind of backdrop of his personal life being that his dad was a con man and the, uh, the, the conflict in him to either engage in uh, some kind of criminal activity or do the right thing is always kind of at the forefront of the documentary. And I wondered, where, where was the point where you decided to start filming or what was like the impetus for, okay, we need to make a movie here? Well, I, I you know, it's a good question. I mean, because it was shot over such a long period of time and because there's so many new formats to play with including mm -hmm. like podcasts yeah um i i i don't know when exactly we committed to the feature version of this um at, at the very beginning you know with the very first shoot which is the very first interview i show of will when he's kind of feeding the fish and it looks really white and not not so great mm. that was the first time we shot with him and i cut i cut down that to like you know two minutes like right after i shot it because i was so excited about the material and the story and um we had this great two minute like kind of cliffhanger and i started thinking maybe we can just film this in like two minute four minute increments put it up on kickstarter and say we'll release the next one if we can raise like two thousand dollars and then just keep going and as we get more audience we keep raising that price and like hopefully we can fund this you know that way um, but slowly the story started getting so engaging and strange and, you know, there was so many winding turns and, um, 
trying to draw this out, you know, over kind of a, an episodic um, kind of format didn't seem um, as as interesting as putting it into a 90-minute feature, which is, you know, where my background is anyway. So that's inevitably what we did. I think it at some points it could probably play as a feature, and documentaries themselves kind of get a play and, like, I could tort the truth. Do you feel like a, do you feel like the story is completely honest? Um, well, coming from from whom? From the filmmakers or from <laughs> well, Will? Well, I guess from both. But do you feel? I guess do you believe Will? Um, no, no. not all the time. I mean, if we're if you're asking me, do I believe that he stole the the stamp collection? Um, I don't know where I fit on that. My. Uh, the answer I always kind of cling to is I, I don't know if he took it, but I, I think the idea that he accidentally left it somewhere apart from the other books in the collection seems more unlikely than the fact that he took it. So, you know, I, I've known him now for a long time. He's never wavered mm. on the fact that he didn't take them. Um, but he's, but you know, he's a slippery guy and he likes being <laughs> a step ahead of everyone. So it's um, it's hard to tell with him, and I think he I think he enjoys that uh, question too. I think he enjoys that people don't know for sure, and he does. You know what I mean? Like it's it's um, he he kind of likes that control and 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 uh, the relationship. I guess that's like you were saying about maybe Will's father finding out. I guess I'd be worried about the guy finding out that that the neighbor you got the stamps from. Well, he, I mean, yeah, that's um, interesting when he does. I mean, we're, does he know about the filmmaking here? Yes, he does. We're actually uh, meeting with him next week. Oh, uh, what's the premise of that meeting? <laughs> to talk about this documentary. Oh, okay. And, uh, I mean, he, he's aware of it, and he knows he knows we're shooting with it, but we want to meet with him. And actually, we're going to interview him. Um, I don't know if any of that interview will, it most likely won't, be in the documentary unless he says something really important and interesting. Yeah. Um, but we we've never been able to get him sit, to sit down with us, and he's finally agreed to it. So uh, we want to do it just to have it. The parts with him, you were using an actor, correct? Was that all like reenactment? Yeah, just all, all of the kind of first act shots of like the um, you know silhouetted. Of course, Roman very stylish. The, uh, the yeah. act, the actor. Would yeah yeah but the the stuff when we actually see him outside the apartment and at the bar at the end that's that's the real guy i guess a neat aspect of the film for me was like the tension of it i felt like you could run into so many dead ends and really that you did but uh what was that like getting around those did you ever feel like you would have to stop the film oh absolutely um there you know over the period of the five six years we shot this i think um, we stopped filming uh, a lot of the time. Like we would just, I just thought this was it. Like there's no ending. Um, there's no reason to keep going. This, you know, this, this isn't a feature. And then something would happen. Mm. Uh, and then we would jump back into production and keep going. But yeah, we, I mean, there's, there are, you know, we, we, we all went to Arizona, Cheryl, Will, uh, Alex and I went to Arizona to tra try and track down Roman there and didn't find anything. We were there for, three days and like you know it was one of the more costly <laughs> shoots we had because we had to put up you know will and cheryl in a, in a hotel room while we were there and uh, pay for their food and stuff 
but none of that made it into the documentary because it just a bunch of dead ends and nothing happened um but yeah we have lots of footage where we run to to dead ends and we have lots of footage where really interesting things happened that we couldn't kind of shape into the uh narrative as it as it is now okay so one of the interesting things that we didn't include in the documentary was the uh the missing or the stamp collection that bonnie collins lost there was um, uh, someone found a book of that in a trailer park or in a hotel community. Mm. Um, and we went to, sh- to shoot with the person who found it. Um, and they were real sketchy and oh, well. real shady. Um, and, and as soon as they, you know, we kind of just popped in and, and started talking to them about this. And as soon as they were done talking to us, we went out to talk, like kind of regroup and talk in the car about what we just saw and like what, how to move next. And we turned around and they were gone. They just got in their cars and left. Oh man! <laughs> and um, we kind of hung around for a little bit, hoping they would come back. And you know, just like little things like that that are really interesting and intriguing. And what does it mean? We have so much of that. I guess you had to, you know, kill your darlings a bit. Of course. Um, so I feel like the last few years, especially, have been really great for being able to make documentaries and more digital access. Uh, any documentaries that you would like to highlight? Anything that inspired you here? I mean, we watched Catfish uh, a couple times to kind of um, see how, you know, we watched it, all the documentaries we could find that had the kind of investigative aspect on the ground in a very verite kind of, you're watching this unfold as it happens. Like Catfish, Tickles, Finders Keeper, oh, no, Finders Keeper didn't do that. Um, but yeah, tickle. Yeah, tickle and catfish were. But also like um, the ambassador, um, or no, the imposter. Uh, that was you know mainly stylish recreations. But um, the, the the story of that was so odd, and actually the ending so kind of um, open that uh, you know we were hoping we didn't have to do something like that. I'm, I'm glad that, that we actually found Roman again. But also uh, you know, film noirs were a, a big influence in this just the moody existential atmosphere um, following a wayward character on an investigation, um, especially the darkness. At a certain point, we decided that, you know, we were going to shoot almost entirely at night or as much at night as possible and show kind of that darker side of Los Angeles. These are all things that really occurred to me while watching too, especially the noir and catfish. So I'm happy to hear about that. So I'm wrapping up on questions, but uh, have you gotten around seeing anything else at Slamdance? Yeah, there's this documentary, uh, Shoot to Marry. We yeah. saw Steve Markle directed. Um, absolutely hilarious. Uh, and Steve himself is absolutely hilarious. Um, uh, what else has been good? Frankly, that's the, I think the only movie we've seen so far. We've sure. slammed with, no, no, no pun intended, but we've been slammed <laughs> with getting things done for our premiere and first screening. But also the short that screened in front of Steve's uh, film was also absolutely fantastic. Two, two words. Two words. Yeah. Um, really tremendous filmmaking. It is. It's, it's very. It's very surprising. And when when you can pack that into a short, um, it's always uh, delightful. Yeah, I love to see what people could fit in. And I thought Steve's also had a lot of catfish and hit in some very literal ways at times, but a very good doctor. Yeah. Um, 
So uh, I guess if you could say yeah. anything to anyone that's an uh, aspiring documentarian, what would you say uh, to influence them? I would say just get out and shoot. Um, <clears throat> you never know what's going to happen. Like, you know, when, I, when we were first starting this, I certainly didn't think, you know, six years later we'd be premiering at, uh, you know, a great festival. And um, that just happened because that, that one initial shoot, you know, if, if that if if I had decided not to go shoot or, or something came up or, you know, there's a million reasons not to pick up a camera and, and go go shoot something. Um, but if you really force yourself to, um, you know, starting starting a project is half the battle. And once you once you get going, um, you know, you just stay with it, I guess. Yeah. But also to go before that step of just starting to shoot. Um, like keep your ears and eyes open. Uh, this this story, I forget if we told how the story originated, but this this story came about because Will told uh, an interesting anecdote at a brunch <laughs> yeah. that we just followed. Um, and since then, you know, over the course of this like five or six years, I've started to notice how many fascinating stories come across your path on a daily basis. Like this one is particularly unique and special, but I think if you keep your eyes open and actually listen to what people are saying and then follow and actually stay with a story, um, I think there are beautiful movies to be made out there. Well, uh, thank you so much, Joe. Um, I really appreciate your time here. Yeah, thank you. Thank I also, I read your uh, review of The Mandalorian and it <laughs> reunited my uh, my my need to to finish it because oh, I, I dropped off after episode three but, but uh yeah maybe stick with yeah, that one that to finish it. that last Boatini one in there is yeah. really worth it cool cool thank you guys so much take care yeah you